the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. That's our new podcast. That's our new radio show. It all fits into the same thing, helping you to live your life like it matters. You know, the world is getting confusing. America is upside down, topsy-turvy, what we call uh, bass-ackwards. And man, if you don't keep your head about you, you might just lose it. You might go a little Sam Kinison on us, and then we'll have to call the the people with the white jackets to come and get you. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about that incredible leadership quality, discernment. Discernment. You know, we are called to judge. You know, I don't know if you know this, but the favorite verse for non-believers to quote is in the book of Matthew. It's in the uh, the the, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, right? Thou shalt not judge, right? All these all these non-Christians. Uh, well, the Bible says you should. Thou shalt not judge. If you know what the word means, if you go back to the original language, what they're saying is you don't decide who is God's and who's not God's. You don't know that. Um, Nebuchadnezzar could be gods. Uh, you know, Manasseh, who was one of the worst kings ever, uh, uh, had a comeuppance, and he actually turned his life over at the end. He was actually the one who sawed Isaiah in half. He put him in a log and had the log cut in two and sawed Ouch. Isaiah in half. Yeah, uh, and uh, yet at the end, he turned his life over to God, and he started following God again. So we never know. The thief on the cross, right? The thief on the cross, uh, as he's getting ready to die, Christ said, you will be within, in paradise with me tonight. So that's what the Bible means, that we're not to decide who is God's, who's not. You don't know that. But we are to have discernment. And discernment is the ability to obtain sharp perceptions or to judge well. In the case of judgment, discernment can be psychological, moral, or aesthetic in nature. And that's what we got to know. See, we got to know who we are. We don't know why we're here and whose we are. And today, it's confusing. We're lied to. Uh, we're censored. We're told what we can talk about or not talk about. In the old days, we used to have discussion and debate. Now, uh, state-run media dictates what you will read. We're no different than China or Russia, uh, and that's a sad statement. Uh, but I want to tell you a story about discernment. So you know what time it is? What time is it, John? And now, story time with Mr. Black. I heard this story secondhand from another person. The gentleman said, I was at the corner grocery store buying some early potatoes. 
I noticed a small boy, delicate of bone and feature, ragged but clean, hungrily apprising a basket of freshly picked green peas. I paid for my potatoes, but was also drawn to the display of fresh green peas. I'm a pushover for cream peas and new potatoes. Pondering the peas, I couldn't help overhearing the conversation between Mr. Miller, the store owner, and the ragged boy next to me. Hello, Barry. How are you today? Hello, Mr. Miller. Fine, thank you. Just admiring them peas. They sure look good. They are good, Barry. How's your ma? Fine. Getting stronger all the time. Good. Anything I could help you with, Barry? No, sir. Just admiring them peas. Would you like to take some home, Barry? Asked Mr. Miller. No, sir. Got nothing to pay with them for. Well, do you have something to trade me? Maybe something you can trade me for those peas? Well... Mr. Miller, all I got is my prize marble here. Is that right? Let me see it, Barry, said Miller. Here it is. She's a dandy. Wow, I can see that. Hmm. Only thing is, this one is blue. And I sort of go for red, Barry. Do you have a red one like this at home? The store owner asked. Not exactly, but almost. Tell you what. Take the sack of peas home with you, and next trip this way, let me look at that red marble, Mr. Miller told the boy. Sure will. Thanks, Mr. Miller. Miss Miller, who had been standing nearby, came over to help me. With a smile, she said, there are two other boys like him. They're all in our community, and all three are in very poor economic situations. Jim just loves to bargain with them for peas, apples, tomatoes, or, or whatever he feels they might need. When they come back with their red marbles, and they always do, he decides he doesn't like red after all, and he sends them home with a bag of produce for a green marble or an orange marble. And when they come in on their next trip to the store, uh, I left the store smiling to myself, impressed with this man, this Mr. Miller. A short time later, I moved to Colorado, but I never forgot the story of Mr. Miller and the boys and the bartering for marbles. Several years went by, each more rapid than the previous one, and just recently I had occasion to visit some old friends in that Idaho community, and while I was there, I learned that Mr. Miller had died. They were actually having his visitation that evening, and knowing my friends wanted to go, I agreed to accompany them as well. Upon arrival at the mortuary, we fell into line to meet the relatives of the deceased and to offer whatever words of comfort we could. Ahead of us in line were three young men. One was in an army uniform and the other two wore nice haircuts, dark suits, white shirts, all very professional looking. They approached Miss Miller, standing composed and smiling by her husband's casket. Each of the young men hugged her, kissed her on the cheek, spoke briefly with her, and moved on to the casket. Her misty light blue eyes followed them as one by one each young man stopped briefly and placed his own warm hand over the cold, pale hand in the casket. Each left the mortuary awkwardly, wiping their eyes. Our turn came to meet Miss Miller 
I told her who I was, and I reminded her the story from those many years ago and what she had told me about her husband's bartering for marbles. With her eyes glistening, she took my hand and led me to the casket. Those young men who just left, they were the boys I was telling you about. They just told me how they appreciated the things Jim traded them. Now at last, when Jim could not change his mind about color or size, they came to pay their debt. We've never had a great deal of wealth of this world, she confided. But right now, Jim would consider himself the richest man in Idaho. With loving gentleness, she lifted the lifeless finger of her deceased husband. Resting underneath were three exquisitely shining red marbles. See, the gentleman in the story had discernment. Mr. Miller was discernment. He was able to discern the things that were important from the things he had to do to survive. He knew what was important and what was window dressing. He knew what was eternal and what was temporal. See, discernment is the ability to obtain sharp perceptions or to judge well, whether that be psychological, moral, or aesthetic. Discernment has also been defined in the context scientific, normative, and formal. The process of discernment within judgment involves going past the mere perception of something and making nuanced judgments about its qualities and its properties. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what's lacking in today's world. We need to have discernment. We need to be able to discern the truth from the lies, the fact from the fiction, and the propaganda from the programming. And that's what we do on this radio show, Like It Matters Radio. That's what we do on this podcast, Live in Life Like It Matters, so you can be the man or woman that you've been called to be. I'm Mr. Black, and we'll be right back. and the response there is a space and in that space is your power your freedom dr victor frankel in this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion our daily choices matter more and they are more consequential times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes a deeper understanding a bigger picture so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a daily devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be. Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net. Whoa. Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include Freedom1570.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Come to the Gun and Knife Show, Saturday and Sunday, April 24th and 25th, presented by Crocodile Productions. Buy, sell, and trade new and used antique and modern firearms. Gun and Knife Show at the Champlain Ice Forum, 9 to 5, Saturday, Sunday, 9 to 3. Go to CrocodileProductions.com for show promotions. How do you define strength? Is it physical? 
Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. This whole sordid affair has been a shock to all of us, but we must get on with our lives. What is this, bizarro world? Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, application, helping you living your life like it matters. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about discernment. You know, this this word that we need, that we lack, and there's there's very little discernment anymore, and it's really frustrating. Discernment is defined as the ability to judge well. You know, you've heard it before, an astonishing lack of discernment. In other words, someone's not judging properly. Uh, in Christian context, it's perception in the absence of judgment with a view to obtaining spiritual guidance and understanding. Uh, another definition, seeing things in a context. Really important. Uh, Discernment is the ability to recognize small details, accurately tell the difference between similar things, and make intelligent judgments by using such observations. That is so powerful. Listen to that again. Is the ability to recognize small details, accurately tell the difference between similar things, and make intelligent judgments by using such observations. It's a noun form of the verb discern, which means to recognize, distinguish, or make judgments in this way. Let me give you an example. These two scents may smell identical to the average person, but an experienced perfumer can discern the difference. You know, it's the minutia. A lot of things look like, remember when we were a little kid, they would give us four things. And they would ask us to which one of these doesn't belong, right? There was a little jingle, a little song they would sing, and they'd say, which one of these doesn't belong, right? And then you would look for similarities and look for differences. And in a day that so many people identify, in a day that so many people identify as something they are not, it's the strangest world we live in. We've gotten so bass backwards that I can be white but identify as black that I can be a man but identify as a woman. And let's be honest, there's a lot of apostates out there in the Christian world. There's a lot of people pretending, identifying as Christians, uh, but aren't. 
I mean, you look at what's going on in Georgia. Look at this Raphael Warnock. Here's a guy who's for decades has led, I think, the largest black church uh, in Georgia. And the guy's an apostate. I mean, he, he teaches a critical race theory. He believes in keeping a record wrong, a pound of flesh. And if you don't know, we are never more closer to being like God than when we forgive. It is really easy to discern who's a true follower of Jesus Christ and who's not. Do they keep a record wrong? Do they keep a pound of flesh? Or do they forgive? Uh, one of my shows I love, I love a good sitcom, and I still like the show with Jim Belushi, The World According uh, to Jim. Uh, and in there, the, uh, one of the seasons, uh, Chris Elliott, you know, was a guest, uh, was a guest, and he played a pastor. Uh, and actually, why don't I just, instead of explaining the clip, why don't you go ahead and play the clip, John? Jim and I went to school together, and, um, well, he injured me during a, a dodgeball game, even though I had called a timeout. There are no timeouts in dodgeball, says you. <laughs> anyway, uh, I took my anger out on his family, and... And that was wrong. And, well, I've done a lot of soul-searching this last week, and um, I still can't forgive him. And a man of God who can't forgive is not a man of God at all. So I, I, I think it's probably best for everybody here if, if I just step down as your pastor. And that's really what it's about. A man of God who can't forgive is not really a man of God at all. Amen. Because Jesus Christ is long-suffering. Jesus Christ's entire nature is mercy, grace, love. And God's pretty clear. If you don't forgive, don't expect him to forgive. Matter of fact, God says in the Bible that uh, to the way you treat other people is the way he's going to treat you. God says, listen, I'm going to let you decide how I treat you. The same measure the same mercy, the same grace, the same understanding, the same forgiveness that you give to others. And by the way, he's not talking about the ones you like. He's talking about the ones you don't like. He's talking about the ones that aren't nice, that are not easily forgivable, that are not easily consolable. He's saying the same measure that you give to those people, he says, I will measure it back to you, but a portion more, a portion more. And so we got to really understand, in its simplest definition, discernment is nothing more than the ability to decide between truth and error, right and wrong. Discernment is the process of making careful distinctions in our thinking about truth. In other words, the ability to think with discernment is synonymous with an ability to think biblically when we're talking about uh, Bible things. Discernment, some of the, uh, 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 the um, what are they called, um, synonyms, I was going to say thesaurus, but synonyms, you'd find those in a thesaurus, are acumen, discrimination, insight, perception. See, it's perspective, right? Well, all these words mean a power to see what is not evident to the average mind. Discernment stresses accuracy, as in reading character or motives or appreciating art. The discernment to know true friends. And ladies and gentlemen, what is lacking in America today is discernment. And we have a system that's wanting us to not have discernment, to want to be drones. They want us to just fall in line. They want us to just follow instructions. You know, I do my best. Uh, I don't wear a mask unless I have to. 
if it's mandated or if I'm with a friend and uh, it's important to them, uh, the mask thing, then I will wear it for their benefit. But I do not think there's any uh, any use for it at all. I do not believe, based on CDC recommendations, I do not believe, based on stuff I've researched, uh, that that mask does anything at all to protect me or anybody else. All it does is hinder. I'm breathing in my own waste. It's like drinking your own urine. It's not good for you. But yet, to stand up and speak up and say something today, uh, we're called all kinds of names. And this is why you have to have discernment as a leader. Leadership is not a popularity contest, but it is about perspective. I remember, I think her name was Rachel DeLuise. Her name, she was the head of the NCAA in Washington. She was the head of the NAACP in either Washington or Oregon or something like that. And she was white. Spokane, in Spokane, I got a good producer, in Spokane, and she was white, but she had told people all her life that she was black, she was separate from her family and all that, and so she, quote, identified, and it's amazing, there's a lot of people identifying as Christians who aren't, I mean, look at uh, Reverend Wright, who Obama worshipped at his feet for years and years, Uh, And attacking uh, white people, uh, I mean, swearing against America, swearing against God and saying we deserve, I mean, and yet he's supposed to be a reverend. And ladies and gentlemen, what we got to do is we got to know who we are. This is why it's important to know who you are, to know why you're here. Those are those existential questions. And one of the ways that we have to have discernment right now is in emotions, emotions, because what's going on right now is we are emotionally bankrupt. We are emotionally unintelligent. And what's going on is we're being played. There was a study done about 20 years ago, uh, maybe longer. It was at University of Washington, I believe. Uh, and it was a, the study on voting. And one thing they realized, that angry people vote. And so if you notice in our elections, what they do is they work to stir up so much anger. Because they realize angry people will stand in line for hours to vote. If you can get people really angry, they will vote against people. They will tell everybody. They will do everything they can. They're more consistent in their voting. Uh, They'll go out and work for you. You basically get slave labor because you've got them so worked up, so at an existential crisis. And why do you think every two years you hear the same hatred, the same bitterness? But here's the problem with this emotional baggage. They create all this hate, all this bitterness. What happens at the end of an election? So where does all the hate go? Where does all the bitterness go? And you know where it goes? It goes to the person who cuts you off on the freeway. It goes to the hurting person that's hurting other people. You know, it's Robin Williams that says that each one of us is fighting a battle that nobody else knows about. And so to keep that in mind, and right now we are so cold, we are so mean, we are so nasty, and it's all based on skin color today. Today, the, the Democrats and progressive have got us so worked up that they want to divide us. This is the job of Satan. We've got to have discernment. You know, even the Bible says that the, 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 the devil masquerades as an angel of light. The Bible says that to beware of the wiles of the enemy. God's saying have discernment. Because the devil always works in a basis of truth. 
And boy, the devil's constantly accusing us, constantly throwing stuff in our face. That's what the media is doing. That's what progressives are doing. That's what Democrats, they're doing the bidding of the devil. I'm just being honest. You've got to have discernment. If the voice attacking you is, is, is guilty, is accusatory, is making you feel shameful, uh, less than, that is not from God. That is from the devil. The, our God is a God of order. And right now, the spirit of the Antichrist is running this country and getting you all fomented, getting you all foamed at the mouth, you know, ready to attack, ready to kill, ready to attack any white person if you're black, and ready to run from any black person if you're white. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to have discernment. That's why John and I say all the time, you're being played, player. Remember, part of this is we're pulling back the curtain, just like the Wizard of Oz when Dorothy's in the, in the land of Oz. Right, and she's standing in front of the big screen that the the powerful, the awful and powerful, you know, Wizard of Oz, the Great Oz, and we know it's not really him; it's just some little dude behind the curtain. Beware of the little dude behind the curtain pulling your strings. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about discernment, and we'll be right back. can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours, and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And, and we're, we're the, the owners, owners of South Coast, Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 8.36, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed, and one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. 
Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Making your way in the world today takes everything. Oh, yeah. I, Mr. Black, boy, does that song bring back some memories, man. Cheers. What a great show. And, ladies and gentlemen, today on Like It Matters Radio, we are talking about discernment. Uh, it is an important trait of a leader, it is something that's absolutely lacking today. Uh, we seem to be emotionally hijacked in this country. Our marriages are struggling. Our relationship with our kids are struggling. Uh, my daughter works uh, in the community, uh, and she was telling me that uh, this month is a uh, child uh, abuse prevention month. And she was telling me some of the stats. I've had her on the radio before, but child abuse going through the roof. You hear about it all the time. Uh, uh, some mothers at work, I just heard about this a couple days ago, some mother at work. Uh, her boyfriend's watching her son and winds up killing her son. He peed on the couch and beats him to death. Uh, and if you would look at how many kids now are being beaten to death, uh, it would rip your soul out. Uh, and it's emotional unintelligence. People don't know how to handle their emotions. We're being played emotionally. Uh, we're being manipulated. Uh, that's what, you know, angry people vote. And so now we have a political process, the progressives, the Democrats, the liberals, all they want to do is make you angry. I mean, let's be honest. For four years, uh, we were told that Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. For four years, we were told that he's a Russian agent. For four years, uh, we were told that nothing happened inappropriate. That's enough. uh, That he wasn't spied upon. Yeah, he wasn't spied upon. Uh, No one lied. And now we find out the whole thing was a lie. He was spied upon. But no one seems to care. Don't you see? They get you so emotionally worked up. And then you find out that our government spied on its political opponents and nobody cares. That our government lied to the FISA court uh, and falsified FISA warrants. And there's a FISA court because you're not supposed to spy on your own people. And they did, and no one seems to care because it was Donald Trump. And then for four years, MSNBC and CNN and NBC and CBS all trash him. 95% of all news about Donald Trump was negative. It's never before happened. And so you guys were all programmed to hate this guy, that he's this and he's that. You don't even realize it. You think you're just being smart. You, but it's, you're being played, player. You're being played. You're being manipulated. Uh, you're being uh, made to feel a certain way. I mean, look at this whole COVID-19 thing. It's fear. Let's be honest. Uh, You know, Joe Biden's running mate was not Kamala Harris. It was fear. Fear in the form of COVID-19. And you got all these people, excuse me. (laughs) We got all these people that are out there running around. I see people driving down the street in their cars by themselves. 
with a mask on. I see people walking out in a field, open field, nobody around, with a mask on. I People at the gym in New Jersey, Sarah, who staffed with us this last weekend, said he goes to the gym, and they require you wear your mask while you're working out. How unhealthy. All fear. You know, I've been going to the stores lately. I told you the story last week, going into Walmart, uh, and I was the only one not wearing a mask, and I couldn't make eye contact with anybody. Uh, Yesterday, I went to Costco, so disappointed. Went to Costco. uh, Went in without a mask. They said, no, we require all shoppers to wear masks. So they gave me a mask. I was wearing it, and then I got a phone call, and I'm counseling. I mean, here's someone struggling. I'm counseling somebody uh, dealing with psychological trauma, uh, and they can't hear me because I got a mask on. So I pull off my ass, my mask, hang it on one ear, and I'm talking on the phone, and I had a Costco Nazi come up to me and tell me I have to put my mask on now. I'm like, well, I'm talking on the phone. I'm dealing with something. You can't be here without a mask on. I mean, this guy, I thought he was going to beat me up. he come, you know, attack me. I mean, like, what? and he worked at Costco. Stunned. I mean, so disappointing. Uh, and yet, because it's fear. We've been we've been hijacked emotionally. We've been told now to stay home, to don't go to church, to don't work. And ladies and gentlemen, we gotta have discernment. We gotta have discernment. We gotta know who we are. We gotta know why we're here. And the biggest area we have to have discernment is in emotions. We are emotional creatures. We are emotive. And I teach a lot of emotional intelligence. So let's let's go to basics. Do you a lot of people don't know how to process emotions that a lot of people think emotions are bad. No, not at all. I teach emotional intelligence. Emotion is an intense feeling. Let's just go to etymologically. Emotion is an intense feeling. It's to give expression to. It's applying movement. Look at the root of the word MOT moat. Right on on forensic files when someone dies they want to know the motive. What was the motive? Why did someone do that? Um, Mike's son's into cars. I'm not really into cars, but my son is. And Brett Wassel, some of my good friends are into to cars. And I always want to know, what's the motor? What kind of motor does that thing have, right? What does the motor do? It moves the vehicle. What does motivation do? It moves a leader. What is someone's motive for why they committed a crime? It's the, piece, the reason they move to do what they do. Don't you see what emotions do? Emotions move us. And boy, if you know, some people pride themselves and nothing gets to them. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, you're emotionally dead. If nothing gets to you, then nobody could get to you, and that's not a good thing. See, emotions are inherently neither positive nor negative. Rather, they serve as the single most powerful source of human energy, authenticity, and drive, and can offer us a wellspring of intuitive wisdom. In fact, emotions provide us with vital potentially profitable information every minute of the day. Now, this feedback, which comes from the heart and not the head, is what ignites creative genius. It keeps you honest with yourself. It shapes trusting relationships. It provides an inner compass for your life and career, and it guides you unexpected possibilities. Now, contrary to conventional thinking, in other words, what other people say generally is not true. Contrary to conventional thinking, emotions are rarely intrusions into our lives. But they are intelligent, sensitive, beneficial, even wise. They are the primary source of motivation, information, personal power, innovation, and influence. Think about this. In most cases, emotions are not, N-O-T, are not at odds with good judgment and reasoning. Rather, I believe they inspire, they enliven good judgment and reasoning, and are linked to success and profitability. 
Everything important that happens to us arouses emotion. Emotions are the indispensable fuel that propels us to greatness. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but years ago when I was doing research, uh, I studied, was studying emotions, you know, the work on emotional intelligence and some of Dr. Dan Goldman's work. And emotions come from the heart. And I read that scientists can measure the heart's energy from five feet away, which is a lot farther away now than that. See, our heart, it activates our deepest values. It radiates. It knows things our mind does not and cannot know. Think about this. The heart is the place of courage, spirit, integrity, commitment, compassion, empathy, understanding, caring, and most of the other great leadership characteristics. It is a source of energy that causes us to learn, cooperate, lead, and serve. We want to be emotionally involved. I mean, if you're not emotionally involved with something, you're only working at half effort. You know, my dad used to call it half arse, right? When I, when I didn't do something fully out, he'd call it half arse, you know, like a donkey, half arse, <laughs> right? But it's really not half arse at all, right? You got, I'm being kind because I'm on the radio, right? It's half-hearted. Think about it. That's what my dad meant. It's half-hearted. And so many people are just going through life accepting good enough. G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F, good enough to get by, good enough for government work, good enough for tenure, good enough that he or she doesn't walk out the door and leave a note on the wall and take the kids with them. We have a tendency to function on this good enough level, you know, where a life is an undulating line. It has peaks, it has valleys, it has highs, and it has lows. You know, if you go to a, a hospital and they hook you up to an EKG machine, you want to see the rise and the fall, the systolic and the diastolic. That's our emotional level, the highs and the lows. But let's be honest, a lot of people stop dreaming because they've been disappointed, been hurt. And to say they don't have expectations, they don't have dreams, they don't go high anymore. And so they flatten the curve, as we are call it nowadays. And a lot of people have done nothing but hurt all their life. They've been put down, never been enough never tall enough, never wealthy enough, never smart enough, never good-looking enough. I know what it's like to be not enough. Why do you think it can help so many other people? Because a lot of us out there feel like we're not enough, we're not good enough, we're not talented enough, we're not smart enough, we're not rich enough, we're not black enough. Nowadays, if you ain't black enough, then you don't matter in this world. And so it can hurt. And so you got to – and then people stop feeling – so nothing gets to them anymore. So again, they flatten the curve. So they don't go too high and don't go too low. And it's just one big fat flat line. And if you ever hooked up to an EKG machine, unless there's a technical error, you'll never see a flat line. You know why? Yeah, because you're done. Stick a fork in it. So emotional intelligence is the ability to sense, understand, and effectively apply the power and acumen of emotions as a source of human energy, information, connection, and influence. You see, it's not enough to have feelings. Emotional intelligence requires that we learn to acknowledge and value these feelings in ourselves and others and that we appropriately respond to them. And there's your key word when you're talking about emotional intelligence, appropriately. In other words, discernment. So we must appropriately respond to them, effectively applying the information and energy in our daily life and work. Think about this. Emotional intelligence emerges not from the musings of rarefied intellect, but from the workings of the human heart. It is emotional intelligence that motivates us to pursue our unique potential and purpose and activates our innermost values and aspirations, transforming them from things we think about to what we live. 
And that's where we need to have discernment. We need to become aware of being unaware. We need to be aware that we're being played player, that you're being programmed by state-run media, that you're being told what to think, and you're not allowed to think differently because Facebook will censor you, because the news outlets will, will ban you, and then they'll call you a racist. And we all know that once someone calls you racist, you have no value anymore. So they throw it around like it's the most important word in the dictionary. So I'm Mr. Black. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about discernment. We'll be right back. All in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker, at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. Be kind to someone, and you could have your car payments covered for a year. Oh, very kind. Freedom 1570 and Standard Heating and Air Conditioning present the Kindness Challenge. Do something nice for a hero in your life. Then let us know about it by entering it in the Kindness Challenge. You'll be registered to have your vehicle payments paid for a year or get $12,000 towards a new car, both for you and your hometown hero. Sign up for the Standard Heating Kindness Challenge at Freedom1570.com. Keep on loving. Join the Insider Fan Club today, and you can win a copy of our April Regnery Book of the Month, The Enemy Within, How a Totalitarian Movement is Destroying America, written by David Horowitz. Sign up at freedom1570.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Use your head, man. Crazy. I'm crazy for feeling 
Hey man, I am crazy. But you know what? You're not crazy. This is Mr. Black telling you you're not crazy because they are programming you to feel this way. You got to realize, ladies and gentlemen, you got to become aware of just how unaware you are. One of the things I teach is awareness training. And there's an old saying out there, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. There are certain things that evidence demands a verdict. Remember earlier we played a clip for you about what makes a man a god a man a god. Why don't we go ahead and remind them with a replay of that clip, please? I still can't forgive him. And a man of God who can't forgive is not a man of God at all. That's simple. If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a quack quack. It's a duck. Uh, And if you're going to call yourself a man of God, a follower of the risen king, Jesus Christ, then the number one thing is you must not hold a, a, a record of wrong. You must not keep your pound of flesh. Uh, it's pretty clear that you are called to forgive. When Jesus Christ was being crucified, uh, his pets, because that's what we are in essence, the uh, analogous to pets. We have pets for a relationship, right? Uh, so we're pets. God created us for relationship, both vor- uh, vertical and horizontal. Uh, and so Jesus Christ was being crucified by his pets. He said seven things. You should know what those are if you are a follower of his. And the first was, was forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Let's be honest. What could another human being do to another human being that is worse than what we human beings did to the Son of God himself? Nothing. And yet what did Christ say? Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. See, this is why you have to have emotional intelligence, because we are like sponges. You know, imagine that uh, I'm in your house, and uh, imagine that uh, uh, I'm in your your kitchen, and you have a tile floor. You know how to imagine. You do it every day. And I have a cup of Hawaiian punch uh, on your counter, and I knock over my Hawaiian punch on your beautiful tile floor. So uh, I've been to your house before, so I know under the sink you keep sponges. And so I open up the the bottom of the sink. I grab a brand new sponge. I take it out of its wrapper and I clean up my mess. When I squeezed out that sponge uh, in the sink, you would expect red punch to come out of it because that's what I cleaned up. Logical. In the same scenario, let's say I'm watching, let's say I'm watching my girlish figure, my little girlish figure. uh, And so I'm drinking diet Pepsi, diet soda, whatever, because I wouldn't drink diet Coke because they don't want white people to use their products anymore. So I'm I'm, now I'm drinking a diet Pepsi. uh, And so I knock over my diet Pepsi. It's all over your beautiful tile floor. I am so sorry. Uh, Let me clean this mess up. I am so sorry. So I go under your sink. I grab a brand new sponge. I take it out of its wrapper and I clean up my mess. When I squeeze that sponge, what do you expect to come out of it? Right, brown soda. And if I was in class with you, I'd ask you, why would you say brown soda? And you'd say, well, Mr. Black, because that's what you put in the sponge. And then I would say, in this story, we are the sponge. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little feet, where you go. Because it's a slow fade. Men don't stumble in a day. Marriages don't crumble in a day. It's a slow fade. And what's happened is we're being filled with all this hatred, all this bitterness, 
all this anxiety. Black people are told that they're victims, that they're being fed this, force-fed this through all news, that white people hate you, that white people are attacking you, uh, that you've been treated poorly by the white man. Uh, it is all in d- division. It's all to divide us. It is the enemy doing this. Uh, Phil Rafi, Rafi, I think his name, a comedian. I just saw this on the uh, internet yesterday. I wish I would have got it. Uh, Ralphie, his name's Ralphie, I think it is. Uh, and he's a big old fat guy, but he's talking about race and how that the, the government is using race to divide us. It's using race as a distraction. So you're not paying attention to the $28 trillion in debt that we're accumulating. So you're not paying attention to how the Democrats are now going to make it a one-rule government. It's all going to be run by de- uh, by Democrats now. They're going to stack the Supreme Court. They're giving away you can vote without ID now. They're going to mail out hundreds of millions of ballots. And guess what? The Democrats will always get more ballots in. We've already learned this in the last election. And so they guarantee they will, ne- they will control America. So that's all this about. They want to get us fighting against each other so that they can put down lockdowns and they can put down stuff to protect you and they can rule you. You got to realize we've got to keep perspective. We've got to have discernment. You know, I got this from the Red Cross. You know, we are the lucky ones. If you live in this country, even if you're poor, you're better than a majority of the world. You know, we are luckier than over a billion people in the world. If you can read it all, do you know that? You're luckier than over 1 billion people who cannot read at all. If you woke up this morning with more health than illness, you are luckier than the millions who will not survive this week. If you have never experienced the danger of battle, the loneliness of imprisonment, the agony of torture, or the pangs of starvation, then you are ahead of about 500 million people in the world. If you can attend any meeting you want, political, religious, social, then you are luckier than three billion people in the world. If you have food in the refrigerator, clothes on your back, a roof over your head, and a place to sleep, then you are richer than 75% of this world. If you have money in the bank, in your wallet, and spare change in a dish someplace, then you are among the top 8% of the world's wealthiest. Think about this, the fact that you have a life. Think about this. The odds of you being born are massively not in your favor. If you check this out on Google, you will see, quote, the probability of you existing at all comes out to 1 in 10 to the 2,685,000th power. Did you hear that? Wow. 1 in 10 to the 2,685,000 power. Uh, I think his name is Dr. Ali Benazir. Benazir illustrates the extremely unlikely chain of events that would have to occur in order for you to be born with this example in a blog post. He said, imagine there was one life preserver thrown somewhere in some ocean and there's exactly one turtle in all of these oceans swimming underwater somewhere. He says, the probability that you came about and exist today is the same as that turtle sticking its head out of the water in the middle of that life preserver on one attempt. Think about that. Dr. Benazir has crunched the exact numbers shown, uh, and he has an infograph on the website. He says the path begins with the odds of your dad meeting your mom, one in 20,000. This is multiplied by the chance of them staying together long enough to have kids, one in 2,000, and so on. And so already we're at one in 40 million. Fertilization of sperm and the exact sperm with the exact egg. Stunning. 
I mean, think about this. Just by being born, you are already lucky. There's no need to feel sorry for yourself because you've already won. And if you're a child of God, how blessed are you? And by the way, exactly 18% of all pregnancies ended in abortion. And that was in 2011. Think about that. Unintended pregnancy, I got this from Guttmacher Institute. Unintended pregnancy and abortion are experiences shared by people around the world. These reproductive health outcomes occur introspective of country, income, level, region, or legal status. Roughly, ready for this? Roughly 121 million unintended pregnancies occurred each year between 2015 and 2019. Ready for this? Of these unintended pregnancies, 61% ended in abortion. 73 million abortions per year. Boy, that must make God proud, doesn't it? So don't tell me you're not blessed. It must be borne in mind that the tragedy of life does not lie in not reaching your goal. The tragedy of life lies in having no goal to reach. Not failure, but low aim is sin. It isn't a calamity to die with dreams unfulfilled, but it is a calamity not to dream. Every man and woman is born into the world to do something unique, something distinctive, and if he or she does not do it, it will never be done. It isn't a disgrace not to reach the stars, but it is a disgrace to have no stars to reach for. And that was by Benjamin Elijah Mays. That's the battle. That's the new civil rights battle. Battling for your mind, battling for the right to be who you are, battling for being a Christian in a today America that hates Christians, that hates the Bible, that hates the Word of God. The spirit of the Antichrist is running this country. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we need to have emotional intelligence And we need to remember who we are, why we're here, and whose we are. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does. Use your head, man. have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-555-88. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-555-88. 800-555-88. That's 800-555-88. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? Ring-